morning. Really glad that uh, you were able to join us this morning. Uh, we are continuing our series on prayer, and um, I would just like to let you know as a little bit of a heads up, hopefully you either caught this on social media or you got our email, uh, which we sent out, but uh, we, we, we will be doing a little bit later this thing known as Lectio Divina, which is called, which means sacred reading. And so uh, if you go to the website nogrowshow.ca slash resources, uh, you will find this sheet or you can make your own just um, with a heading and with the words ready, read, reflect, respond and rest. So, so, so if you do have these things ready, this is awesome. If you don't have th- these things ready, all that you need to get is a piece of paper and a pen uh, and I will explain to you a little bit later in the service or in the sermon uh, what we will what we will be doing with that sheet. So it was a few weeks ago, and uh, I was um, I found out that I was eligible for for the COVID vaccine as a pastor, and so I went to the health website and I I followed the instructions and I filled in my details for the pre-registration. Um, it was a little while later that I. Uh, received an email uh, which which said to me when I had to show up at the civic hospital and uh, um, yeah so when so what was the day you know and the time and so I showed up at the time and while I was walking in I had to exchange my mask for one of their masks mine was fine it was a medical mask one of those three layer three ply ones but because it was raining outside I had to exchange my mask for their mask and then I had to sign in I had to show my health card um, and then what what then happened was um, a slow movement along a series of hallways uh, up certain stairs waiting for certain uh, masked friendly volunteers to instruct me whether to move on or whether to wait um, so really while I was there, I had to, you know, to trust the process. I had to wait on those who knew what they were doing. You see, if I'd have, if I'd have arrived at the main entrance to the hospital and I'd have breezed past the info desk saying, uh, I'm here for my vaccine, I wonder how long would it have how long would it have really taken me to arrive at the place that I needed to go to? Sir. It's in another building. Sir, you, you need an appointment. Sir, you aren't able to be here. Sir, it's not that way. And this really reflects, you know, the tension of seeking God and waiting on him, of seeking God and waiting on him. I had to wait for the government to let me know I could, I, I could pre-register. And then I needed to seek out my appointment by registering online. I then received an email uh, showing me that I should wait for a confirmation email, and I then got a confirmation uh, email with a time and a date and a map. And on that day, I was in my car with that map, and I sought out the exact place for me to go following those arrows leading me in. And then I arrived there, and I sought out the main entrance where I was told to wait and then to seek out the next volunteer who told me to wait and so on and so forth until I got that moment where I received my jab. But then even after my jab, I had to seek out a recovery room where I had to wait for 15 minutes uh, and then I was shown the way out. And friends, this is prayer. We seek God and we wait on him. We seek God and we wait on him. 
And these truths are intention, seeking God and waiting on him, seeking on him, uh, seeking him and waiting on him, on him. They are intention, but they aren't, they aren't in conflict. Because God calls us to seek him, and then he asks us to wait on him. He then calls us to seek him again, and he asks us to wait. And so this morning, like I've already mentioned, we will spend some time actually doing that um, with this practice called Lectio Divina. Um, and like I said, you can find the guide at nogrowshow.ca slash resources. Just look for the word Lectio Divina there. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for what you will show us, for, for, for what you have shown through the uh, worship songs, Lord God, and the scripture. Um, Lord, we, we know that we need to seek you um, and we need to wait on you. And so, Lord God, I pray that in this place that we declare as being set apart for you, as, as being, being holy, that uh, we would find you and that you would find us. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week we uh, talked about prayer as seeking. And this morning I, 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 I want to build on that theme uh, to help us understand that prayer is not only seeking, but prayer is also waiting and that both of these realities work in tandem to help us uh, help us encounter the majesty and the mystery of our God. And so through Scripture, we actually see that waiting and seeking, uh, waiting on God and seeking God seem to be two sides of the same coin, like in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 24, which says this, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord, both seeking and waiting there, right? Let's look at two more passages in the Bible that, that, that show this dual reality of waiting in patience, in patience and seeking in perseverance. First is Psalm 40, a great example of both waiting and seeking. It says this, I waited patiently, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me from the slimy pit out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Verse 16, um, but may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say the Lord is great. And then that psalm that we looked at last week, Psalm 27, is also a great example of both waiting and seeking. Verse 4, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Verse 8, my heart says of you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. And then verse 13 and 14, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And here it is, verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Waiting for the Lord takes strength. Waiting for the Lord is not for the faint of heart. 
Waiting requires patience. Seeking requires perseverance. Friends, seeking God is about hunger. It's about longing for what you don't have. And waiting for God is about helplessness. It's about realizing that you do not have what it takes. And so we need both in our prayer life. We need waiting and seeking. If we were to only seek, uh, yeah, if, if we were only to seek God, we might be tempted to fall into works righteousness. Uh, works righteousness, you know, the harder I seek, the more I will find, you know, that, that we start to see it as an exchange. If I work hard, God, and seek you, then you have to show yourself to me. We might be tempted to congratulate our hard work or our perseverance, which is why we need to remember that waiting on God is the flip side of seeking God. And waiting on God, friends, is nothing if not our, our helplessness made manifest. I have no rights. I, I can't claim anything, God, but I can wait even in my seeking. And then on the other hand, if, if we were to only wait on God, then we might be tempted to fall into fatalism or even laziness. You know what, friends? We just have to wait on the Lord. I'm just waiting on him. I don't have to do anything. I just wait on him. If we're just waiting, we fall asleep, right? Which is why we need to remember that seeking God is the flip side of waiting on him. And seeking God is about, it's about passion and fervor. It's about what we truly desire. Um, it's, it's, it's when we put motion to our, our, our desire uh, that, that we say to ourselves, we can do something. I can seek God even in my waiting. It's a bit like uh, the bicep and the tricep, Right? These muscles are paired in a way that's called antagonistically, um, so that when the bicep contracts, then the tricep extends and is relaxed. And then when the tricep is, is, is contracted, then the bicep relaxes. So for the arm to function, we need both the bicep and the tricep. If we had a bicep but not a tricep, then you could extend... Uh, or you could lift your hand like this, um, but you wouldn't be able to strengthen your arm again. And the same if you had a tricep, but no bicep. You, you could straighten your arm, but then it would lock there, and you wouldn't be able to lift it again. So you need the bicep in order to bring it back. And so full use of our arm need both the bicep and the tricep. And full use of the soul uh, needs both waiting on God in prayer and seeking God in prayer. Right? Seeking God is about hunger. It's about going after God with all that you have, holding nothing back and waiting on God is about helplessness. It's about realizing that without God, you have nothing. So you're going after God with all that you have and you realize that you have nothing, both at the same time. Seeking is about us going to where God is and waiting is about longing for God to come to where we are so that he may bless us with his manifest presence and so we wait and we seek and we wait and we seek and friends it's so worth it because if we if we trust the process at the end of waiting for God here and seeking God through all the corridors and the uh 
and the hallways and the stairways of, of life. If we seek God there and we wait for God here, then we don't just receive a vaccination jab. At the end of it, we get God himself. Amen? And so, this morning, I'm really excited because we're going to give this seeking and waiting a little bit of a go. I mean, it's really good to know the theory, right? But it's, it's really good, really, really good, you know, to try it out. And so, and, and so we will be going through this process known as Lectio Divina, or, which is Latin for sacred reading. And it involves both waiting and seeking. So I hope that you all by now have a paper and a pen or that you, you have the guide from uh, the resource page on the website. Uh, and, I, and I also have it here written out so that uh, we can work through it and that you can see what it is. Ready, read, reflect, respond, and rest. So the, the website contemplative.org says this. It says, Lectio Divina is a contemplative practice with its Christian roots in the Benedictine tradition. It combines slow, conscious reading of a biblical or sacred text with contemplation and silent prayer. It is meant to promote communication with God and a deeper knowledge of Christ in our lives today. During Lectio Divina, we lay aside our thoughts of studying the text. This is not, this is not the, the, the moment to consider the historical or the theological meanings of what we are reading. We read with a willingness to enter into the text in a felt sense. The purpose of this practice is to hear in silence the word of God in this moment. What through this reading is God saying to me now? What do I hear that helps me know what it means to walk the Christ path today? End of quote. Through Lectio Divina, you will seek God in perseverance. You will go to where he is in his words. And through Lectio Divina, you will wait patiently on God in the silence, allowing God to come to where you are. So in Lectio Divina, like I've already said, there are five steps. Ready, read, reflect, respond, and lastly, rest. Now, if you're working with a blank piece of paper, write it out like this. And so you need space after read, reflect, and respond, but you don't need much space after ready or rest because you won't have to write anything there. So we will hear a passage of Scripture read to us four times, the same passage each time. And each time that the passage is, is read, I will explain what we need to be listening out for as the passage is being read. And the passage being read for us will be Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 7. You don't have to look it up. In fact, I would ask you not to, because we will show it on the screen. And even though it's shown on the screen, I would almost ask you not necessarily to read what's being shown on the screen, but maybe to close your eyes and simply to listen so that you can tune into God's voice as he speaks to you. So it's important that you are sat comfortably, maybe with your back straight and your feet flat on the floor. You can rest your hands on your lap if you want. Just be comfortable right now. Make yourself comfortable in the best way you can. 
And now let's all close our eyes as we breathe a breath prayer together. First, we will breathe in and out three times, in through the nose and out through the mouth and just focus on your breath. So let's breathe in and out. In and out. In and out. That was step one. Readying yourself. Hopefully you're in a you're in a peaceful, calm place. And so, you know, as we keep going through steps two through five. Just, just maintain that, 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 that focused breathing and just recognizing that God is here in this place and that he wants to speak to you. Step two is called uh, Lectio in Latin or read in English. And during this reading, we're simply asking the question, what? What do you want to say to me, God? And as the words are being slowly spoken, listen for a word or phrase that might jump out to you. And simply receive this as God's word for you. Don't, don't, don't think about it. Don't analyze it. And then simply write this word or phrase down. Simply write it down. Let's have the first reading of our passage. What do you want to say to me? Luke 15, 1-7 Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Let's just listen and write that word or that phrase down. The third step is the Latin word meditatio, or reflect. Now, as we hear the passage read for a second time, now we're going to ask the question, why? This is reflecting. 
We're asking God, why has he brought that word or that phrase to our attention? Is there something in our circumstance that God wants to speak to? Is there a mindset in your life that he wants to maybe highlight? So let's listen to his voice. Don't force it again. Don't analyze it. Don't overthink it. Just as you're hearing this passage from Luke read, allow him to say to you why he's brought this word or phrase to your attention. So Father, would you tell me why you've highlighted this word or phrase? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Luke 15, 1-7 Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Let's just wait for a moment and continue listening. The fourth step is oratio in Latin, which means pray. This is our chance in the quietness of our hearts to respond. Now, while, while this passage is being read again, we're going to ask the question, what now? What is the step of faith that God's calling you into based on the word that he gave you? And as you hear from God, write it down. Maybe there's something specific that he's speaking into. Maybe there's something that he wants you to do, to walk with him and to seek him in faith. Write it down as we hear this, uh, this, this, this third reading and we ask the question, Father, show me what I should do with the word or phrase that you you, you gave me. So speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Luke 15, 1-7 Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. 
But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. We will hear the passage read for a fourth and last time. This final step is called contemplatio, or contemplation, or rest. And so, so, so far we've readied ourselves through silence and through, through breath prayer. We've read a passage of scripture. We've reflected on that passage of scripture. We've responded. And now during this final reading, allow yourself to simply rest. Simply enjoy the quietness and the stillness of the presence of God. You might want to whisper the word thank you. But it's about quietness. It's about peace. It's about listening. Well, it's not even about listening. It's just about enjoying the knowledge that God is here with you. Now, if, you're, if, if you start practicing Lectio Divina on your own, own at home, this, this period of resting, and in fact, each of the pauses in between the readings, you can wait on those for as long as you want, but for our purposes this morning, we'll simply listen to the passage being read one more time as we rest and relax in God's presence. So speak, Lord. Would you communicate your presence to us? Because your servants are here and we're expectant. Luke 15, 1-7 Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, 
there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. I uh, hope that this morning was a special time for you. I hope that you heard from the Lord. And if you didn't, that's okay. You now, you now have a guide, and you can use it to, to work through other passages in the Scripture using Lectio Divina. This is a tool that you can carry with you as you walk with Jesus. We had a limited time this morning, but feel free to take as long as you want when you're doing Lectio Divina by yourself. Maybe, maybe uh, when the kids are out and you just want to have a coffee, or maybe it's um, when you're taking a walk you know, out in the woods. Just find, find a place to sit with Scripture and let God lead you as you seek Him and as you wait on Him.